It's Taste of Country Nights with Evan Paul On Demand, Season 2, Episode 49 with Craig Campbell. You got kids, man. Do do you want them to get into music as well? I prayed that when my babies were born, I said, Lord, if when my babies are born, if they want to do music, please either let them be really good or let them be really bad. Yeah. I don't want to be caught in the middle of, of having to like talk them down and like, oh, you know, maybe you should do something else. Man, we had a good time talking to Craig Campbell on this podcast. Plus, there's a bonus after the uh, Craig Campbell interview. We uh, tacked on an interview with the guy that has the current number one song in country music, Nate Smith, right on the end of that. So uh, make sure you're listening as well. Got some surprises in there. Uh, thank you for listening to Taste of Country Nights On Demand. Past episodes include recently Toby Keith, Dolly Parton, Reva McIntyre, you can relive all those episodes. Just search for Taste of Country Nights on demand wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This podcast is part of the Town Square Media Podcast Network. <laughs> Hanging out with Craig Campbell. What's happening? Ain't much going on, my man. How about you? Chill, man. Hanging out. How's the family doing? Family's great. Uh, just year-round volleyball. Uh, the girls are, are do, doing that thing. My girl, my oldest girl, she's she's uh, Presley's getting into. She, you know, she. I've always known she could sing, and and been, she's she's a great singer. But now, I, I for her birthday this year, I bought her a computer with with Logic Pro and and a little interface and microphone and headphones. So she's making her own tracks. Uh, Fifteen years old, so uh, family's good. Uh, we're busy, uh, but ain't nothing to complain about. Are you coaching any volleyball? I don't coach, but I'm a mean line judge. <laughs> Give me that flag, boy. I love it. Matter of fact, I'm line judging uh, tomorrow. Really? Yeah, I love it, man. I t- actually, uh, I'm kind of known in, in the Eagleville world. Of, uh, you know, I'm. It's not. I'm not just calling it in and out. I'm. I'm. I'm showing out. You know, I, I have. I, I have a good time when I'm a line, line judge. So, do people probably like? Well, is that really Craig Campbell yeah, or a line judge? Yeah, I do love. You do it. like a dance and everything. I, I'm Zorro. <laughs> Uh, uh, who? What's that? What's his? Uh, what's that? Uh, golfer, Chichi Rodriguez. Chichi, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I slided him. Oh yeah. yeah, I did. I make all the moves. I, I hold on. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, I want to ask you about this uh, Oliver Anthony guy. He sings Richmond, Richmond, North of Richmond. It's yeah. a song everybody's talking about. He turned down $8 million offers, he says, from record labels. How often do you or, or artists in general turn down lucrative offers because they don't align with your values per se? Man, I, you know, I could, I could sit here and talk about some of the decisions I've made in the past, and, and, and I wish I would have kept my, you know, you know, put my foot down. Uh, I'm, I'm envious of him uh, because I've, I've done a lot of things that hinged on my my brain and my telling me that if you don't do this, you won't be successful. Got it. As opposed to being true to myself and musically and creatively, and and um, but I was always scared that if I didn't do this, then they would I, I would I wouldn't have a, a shot. Um. I have not been been presented with an eight million dollar offer, so I can't speak on on how on how I would react to that. Uh, it'd be hard to turn it down, um, but kudos to him for yeah. for doing that and knowing who he is and and how he wants to how he wants to do it. Um, All my friends drink beer is is a song you recorded a couple years ago. Uh, did you record this song and some others on the album again for this album, or did you use the same version? It's the same version. Yeah, we uh. There, 
Uh, I, I grabbed a couple of songs from like 2020 and 2021 and spread them out over these two records. Uh, I didn't use all of them. Like I didn't put uh, Good Things Come to Those Who Drink. I didn't put What a Girl Will Make You Do. There's, there's a handful of songs that I didn't include on these records. But okay. I just felt like that song fit that project. Is it fun to play live? Oh, yeah. It's my second song of the night. Every night. Every night? Yeah. What's the first one? What do you close with? Uh, here lately, the uh, first song has been a song called Lot to Live Up To that I was on Exhibit A that Travis Tritt was on with me. Okay. Um, and then, uh, oh, I mean, obviously, I always close with Fish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Till I Got You is sort of like a pop and R&B sound yeah, a little bit yeah. to it. Uh, is that an example of um, like a way that you stretch your sound or your comfort zone? Yeah. Uh, and to be honest with you, that song was pitched to me from the guy that I was working with at the time mickey jack cones he uh he he says dude we need to cut this song i'm like well, i don't know if that, that's me uh he's like well I, he said let's let's just do it you know and we will we will make it as much of a craig campbell song as we possibly can but at the at the very least this will kind of um open the box a little bit with with how you know people and the music that you put out and how they how they relate because you know you're you're in the fan making business. You're not, you, you know, and when you stop making fans and you need to quit. And that's just how he put it to me. He's like, let's, this song will bring a whole new, you know, set of fans to the table. And that's, that's how it was pitched to me. And then once we cut it, I was, it was absolutely 100% Craig Campbell's song. It just, you know, just had a different, a different twist and a different flair. Would you ever do like a full out slow jam, like Usher? You know, oh, for sure. No, I, I have a, a at some point, I'm going to do a Boys to Men uh, cover record because I'm a huge Boys to Men record, uh, yeah. Boys to Men fan. What's your favorite one? Um, probably it's so hard to say goodbye to you. Yeah, you know, the acapella and all of that. It's just I'm a big harmony fan. I grew up listening to a lot of Southern gospel, and um, so when the, when that when the, when that record came out, it's just I mean I was hooked. How would you do that one though? I'd do it just like they did it, just acapella, and I would do all the voices. Okay, you just layer yourself. I'd layer. I'd do it all myself. Dude, when is that coming out? I don't know. Haven't we haven't put? You know, same guy I was talking about earlier, Mickey Jack. I've already talked to him because he is a a big vocal guy guy as well. And I already told him. I says, Hey, when I do this, I want you to be a part of it. So we just got to pick the time and, and raise the money. Well, what's the hardest part about doing something like that? The clearance or no, no, you can, you can record anything you want. That's been released. Okay. Uh, the hardest thing is financing, you know, it's just, you know, it's anywhere from five to 10 grand a song to cut. And you know, I don't have, I'm, I'm doing I'm, me and my, my family are doing okay, but you know, to go out and just, um, disposable income to be able to just right. cut a record that may or may not ever do anything. It's just, uh, just got to f- figure it out. Next few years? Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah, this for is sure. Be yeah, yeah. Sweet. yeah. I already got, you know, there's a project that I, it's already in the can that's going to come out earlier next year. Uh, it's a, it's a cover record of, I'm a big 90s fan. Yeah. So it's, it's a six song EP of, of some of my favorite 90s songs. And, uh, and it's going to be called Class of 89. Which songs? So far, we cut Killing Time, Clint Black. We got Too Cold at Home by Mark Chestnut. We got Bluest Eyes in Texas. Uh, we got on the other hand from Randy Travis, we got be my baby tonight, uh, John Michael. And then, uh, I did a piano vocal of anymore. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. It's good. It's well, really good. I bet. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm going to say so myself. It's good. 
What uh, what's the most personal song on the album that like you almost didn't include it? Like it's, it's a real personal record. Are there any? I wouldn't say that there there weren't there were no songs on this record that almost weren't included. Um, but there are some definitely some personal songs. Uh, Humans being human was a song that I recorded or that I wrote. As a matter of fact, I went I I went to uh, on site uh, and just. Just to go get my brain right, it's, and and you know the music business can can chew you up and spit you out, and and uh, fortunately they there there are places you can go and kind of get get your head screwed back on right. And uh, so I went. I was gone for seven days, and and then uh, I got home on a Sunday, and and my my stupid self, I I booked a co-write for that Monday, and I was still in a complete fog. But anyways, I went to this co-write and I. I told my co-writers, I said, hey, you know, my experience at OnSite and, and uh, Humans Being Human was the song that came out of that uh, conversation. And and I'm so glad that I kept that co-write that day. And so that's where Humans Being Human came from. And then You uh, was a song that my wife wrote, um, and it was supposed to be on a record back when I was signed to Bigger Picture Records, and then Bigger Picture closed, so that album never came out. And so all these years, I've been holding on to that song. And um, and I knew that once once I was putting this project together, that song had to be on it, and uh, it's it's very special. You know, she wrote it. She says she wrote it about uh, basically she wrote a love song to herself. Okay. And uh, so, and then I just it said everything that I wanted to say to, back to her. And so she was right. And uh, so yeah, that's that's a, a very personal song. What lyric uh, in humans? You know, being humans, do you see yourself mostly in? Right out of the gate, you know, set the filter to Mayfair. Watch the likes roll in. Picture perfect sunset of this life we ain't living in. It it just talks about how, you know, especially social media, how it's fake. Yeah. It's a highlight reel. You know, it's just. And it shouldn't be that way, but you know, a lot of people are they they pass judgment or they 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 say, oh, they look over into somebody else's lane and say, look how great their life is, just based off of social media. And I just wish it wasn't the case. Uh, I want to play for you a clip that uh, I had Warren Zeiters in here, and uh, I asked him, have there been any other country artists that have kind of taken you under the wing or tried to give you advice or, you know, uh, actually. Shout out to Craig Campbell. I met him early on because him and I put out the cover of Outskirts of Heaven, his song. It's hilarious the amount of times he's told me that he sings that song night after night. And people say, man, you sang the shit out of that Warren Zider song. (laughs) 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 He's just like, and I say with a smile on my face, yes, I do. (laughs) And, um, but uh, Craig was probably the first one I really met. Tell me, tell me about that. Yeah, no, it was great. He, uh, he, he did that stairwell video of, of just like the chorus and it kind of took off on TikTok and, and went viral. And, and then I, I reached out and said, you know, awesome job, bro. And, and then, um, I was, I was doing a show and I, I knew he lived, I think in Pennsylvania and I knew I was up there and I, I gave him a, a quick message. I said, Hey, I'm coming to town. I'd love for you to swing by and maybe hop up on stage and sing a song with me. And, Anyways, that show got canceled. We never got to meet. And then a few weeks later, he he reaches back out to me and says that his fans want to hear the whole thing. And um, d- did I mind if he cut it? I was like, man, no, not at all. 
I said, you know, I did everything I could with that song. And I said, you have a whole nother fan base that has never heard this song. And I, 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 don't, I don't care who sings it, as long as they get to hear it. I said, you have my absolute blessing. And uh, I just, I threw in there, it's like, but, you know, can I, can I produce it? You know, can <laughs> yeah. I? And he's like, yeah, dude. So I, we went into the studio, I played guitar and, and I, he, he even let me, you know, sing some, some of the harmonies on it. And, uh, and it was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, we, that's how that all came about. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, and it's the truth though. Like I, I had a, at my coffee shop the other night, I had a, a, a private party, but they had mute, they had a, a guy playing guitar and singing. And, uh, the birthday boy, the private party, he said, Outskirts of Heaven is my favorite song, man. Will you get up and play it? I said, well, if, if the guy don't mind. So I got up and sang Outskirts. And when I got done, I came back behind the bar, and this lady walks up. She says, that, that, that cover, that Warren Zyder song, is, I mean, wow. I said, well, I said, you know, it's, it's my song, too. Uh, she's like, no, it's not. I said, no. And I pointed to my gold record on the wall. I said, I have a, I have a gold record that says it's, says it's my song too. And uh, she said, no. Sh-. I said, there it is right there. And uh, she's, it was fun. It was, and it happens a lot. And I, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I embrace that. Bring it on, man. I don't care. As long as you get to hear the song, I don't care who's singing it. All right, that's fair. Uh, you got kids. Do you ever use your music or like music in general to sort of offer like a parenting lesson? Not really. Uh, outside of just you know, be careful what you wish for kind of stuff. You know, my my daughter, my my oldest daughter Presley, she's she's eat up with it hardcore. So, um, and I you know I prayed I prayed that when my babies were born, I said, Lord, if he, when my babies are born, if they want to do music. Please either let them be really good or let them be really bad. Yeah, I don't want to be caught in the middle of, of having to like talk them down and like oh, you know maybe you mm. should do something else. But Presley is really good, and for her birthday this past year, I bought her her laptop, got her Logic Pro, got her little interface and headphones, microphone. She's making her own tracks, and uh, she's easy. Like I said, she's she has been bitten, and uh, and I always said if if that's the road they want to go down. I will facilitate and I will help. Um, but as far as life lessons, no, it's just like other than just, yeah, hey, you see the things that I've been through. Is this what you want to go through? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's pretty much the. When you're uh, when you're at your coffee shop, do you hop behind the counter and do you, do you make coffee? Like what extent are you cleaning bathrooms? Are you doing lattes? I do. Uh, I'm mostly a floater, you know, so I'm, I'm just I'm a, I like to mingle and say hey to people. and and. But if I'm needed, most of the times you'll catch me just behind the register, taking orders, and I occasionally will make a a, a, a latte or two, or or go pour a beer, or make a a, a quick drink for somebody. But uh, most of the time, I'm I'm just I'm taking I'm taking people's money. And how do you like your coffee? I like my coffee. Uh, I guess not not black for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely going to be. A latte of sorts. I'm a vanilla latte kind of guy. Um, regular coffee with some with some milk and steamed milk and some French vanilla creamer. You know, just it's just how I roll. What made you decide to go the coffee route and not like the honky tonk route? Well, I just I had I, the name Grindstone Cowboy. I had it, and I and 
I wrote it down. I just thought always that that would be a great name for a coffee shop. And um, a few years later, I matter of fact, I tried to talk my wife into it, and she was always like, "No, I don't want to do that at all. Just, just forget about it." But I didn't. I couldn't forget about it. So we, you know, fast forward. I just I kept doing some research, and I found out that coffee was was one of the fastest growing businesses in in America. You know, growing at like four percent a year is crazy. And um, so then I was like, okay, well then if I do this. How what's, what are my chances of being su- successful? And I, everything I read came back to three big things: if you can eliminate competition, you you should be good. Location: if you got a great location, you should be good. Great name, you should be good. And uh, I checked all those boxes, and here we are. Nice. Yeah. Well, great album, man. Nice work. I appreciate work. it. Looking forward to the Boys to Men one. <laughs> it won't be long. <laughs> in the next couple of years for sure. All right. Thank you for stopping by, man, man. Thank you. Recording in progress. There he is. Evan. There he is. Look at the sheriff. Look at the sheriff hoodie. What a guy. Yeah. I, I told myself I wouldn't wear this anymore because I, I was going to the store the other day and Dude. some guy was like, Thank you for your service. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? And I was like, oh, man. That's so dope, man. <laughs> my dad, so my dad was a sheriff. He was Butte County Sheriff um, California for 20-some-odd years. Um, oh, wow. I never got a hoodie like that. You know what I mean? I, I wanted some some swag, and dad's like, nah, nah. Oh, man. So, Etsy, man. Etsy's got the Etsy? swag. Yeah. That's pretty cool, wow. man. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Uh, man, good to see you, man. Uh, dude. World on fire, climbing up the charts, uh, and your biggest country aspirations. Did you ever imagine you'd have the largest solo artist debut album of the year and the largest full-length new artist album debut since 2020? No. <laughs> I definitely did not think that happened <laughs> in a million years, bro. I mean, I come, from, I come from paradise, man. I come from small town paradise and uh, moved to Nashville with no money and all these things. So, no, I, I, I mean, all of this is crazy, like crazy, crazy. Is it feel like it's moving like really fast? Do you have enough time to kind of Ferris Bueller and stop and take a look around? <laughs> no, there's no time for that yet. Um, there's no time to stop. Uh, but it, yeah, it's moving. I think everything's moving the way it's supposed to move, you know, and I'm just kind of leaning into that. And just grateful that everything, and I was telling one of my other friends that like everything's kind of happened in, in steps, you know, so it kind of each step, per, you know, gets you ready for the next step and stuff like that. So um, there's, I mean, if I would have skipped some of those steps and, and moved into, okay, you got a, you know, got a number one song, I would have been like, I'd probably freak out and feel too much weight of it. And like, I don't know, you know, like everything's kind of happening the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah, and so speaking of the steps, so now you're getting ready to enter in your first headlining uh, tour. Let's go back to like your opening days, which you know weren't that long ago. Whatever. Who, which artist would you say has the best tour spread backstage? Oh, I mean that's that's Thomas Rhett. It's not even not not even a question. He's got Dega, but I think Morgan's got Dega too. And I mean, they. I mean, it is so freaking good, so good. They have so like what. Does that make me, they have sushi. You, they've got like Dr. Pepper ribs. They've got like, I mean, you name it, man. Like the, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They always have orange soda, which I'm obsessed with. Uh, so I always get myself a little orange soda, a little Fanta. Um, yeah, definitely them. So does that inspire you to now have your uh, big spread since you're going to be headlining? 
Yeah, I mean, I I can't afford Dega yet because it's like I mean, it is it's a whole production, man. It's it's unbelievable. But when it gets to a point when I when or if I have the availability to to pick and choose a catering company, it's gonna be them. So yeah. <laughs> um, now a lot of people know you lost everything in a fire back in 2018. Uh, you're back on your feet now. You're doing well. Is there anything that you lost in that fire that you've replaced? You know, like mm. now that you're like, man, I, I can go back and do this now emotionally and like monetarily. Man, that's a, that is such a good question. Um, some right. things I can't really replace, though, because like I got like I had my my great grandparents dining room table, um, which was handed down. So that's one of those tough things. And then my 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 grandfather's cigar box. I had all my little like like uh, rock collections, my Blink-182 tickets that I had when I saw them for the first time. And um but like my camping gear, I've, I've, I've replaced all of that, which has been pretty cool. I just haven't been able to go camping yet. Um, obviously I've been a little busy, man. Um, but I, I love camp. It's my favorite thing in the world, backpacking and camping and getting outside. Like there's nothing better than that. Um, that's crazy. That's like my, that would be like my worst nightmare is like having to go camping. Worst nightmare. Yeah. Why bears or mountain lions or what? what are you- no, dude, that's what? you just escalated it. Like, of course, but I'm like ants, mosquitoes. Nah. Yeah, but look, look. There, there's always a solution for everything, Evan. You, you can do. There's sprays you can put on. You don't leave your food out. I mean, you got like. I, I'm not trying to say like I'm, I'm amazing at this by any means, but you know, I've got comfortable gear where I'm, I'm not sleeping on a rock, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right. warm. I, you know, it's, it's worth it. You just buy the good stuff and then you'll, you'll love it. But, uh, glamping is also not a bad idea. Glamping's okay. Would you, would you say your country music's like hardest camper? <laughs> no, I'm sure there's somebody way that, that camps way harder than me, man. Way harder. You know, um, I'm, I'm like a, it's a tribute now for me. Cause it's been like, I think, Four years since I've camped, so three years. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of your uh, people that inspired you um, to get into the spotlight was Michael Jackson. Is there a video anywhere of you doing the moonwalk? <laughs> there, there definitely isn't because I can't. Um, but there, there's probably a, <laughs> there's probably a video of me at like ten years old in my in my in my chonies. Um, I love calling them chonies, by the way. Um, in my chonies. <laughs> Uh, dancing to uh, hold my hand, Hootie and the Blowfish. You know, I, I guarantee yeah! there's something out there. I know there cool. is. How's the girl, man? You ready to propose? Man, she would say no today. Um, but but you know, so we we, we got to take it one step at a time. Rebecca's like, she's very much like like uh, the more logical one of the two of us and stuff. And I'm the one that's like the visionary, like overly excited and all that kind of stuff. So she has to like calm me down, but. When the time's right, I have to ask her dad, and he's he's a really big dude. I mean, big, big guy. I mean, like absolutely massive. Doesn't doesn't take crap. It's gonna be a really scary situation when that day comes. All right. Well, one final one, man. What would it mean uh, to to have World on Fire make it to number one, man? Man, it would it would be freaking amazing because uh, the amount of listeners that get onto my music from from having a number one is is something that you 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 can't really buy, you know. So. Um, getting new fans and stuff like that would be, would be incredible and, and getting a chance to um, connect with them would be awesome. So, I mean, it would mean, it would mean a lot. Nate motherfucking Smith. What? 
That was awesome, Evan. I love you, dude. I love Thanks you more, man. I'm still laughing. I'm. Where did you say a minute ago? So, oh, that country music's hardest camper. I can't even. I can't even get over <laughs> That's that. That's you, Velvet Thunder, dog. Dude. All right, bro. You take it easy. Text man. me anytime, brother. All right, dog. Take care. All right. <laughs> Okay, let's bring in Billy Dukes from behind the camera to talk about the these couple interviews here, man. What you got? Hey, first, a congratulations in order here. I believe now, and, and I haven't scanned every podcast that's out there, but I think we are the longest running consecutive weekly country music news pod or country music podcast. There it is. A round of applause. There yes, it is. Thank yes, you. That's that's great, man. That's huge. Look that at means, us. Look yeah. at us. <laughs> We've gone the most weeks. <laughs> We've gone the most weeks not uninterrupted bringing interviews every single week. And, and to do that, you know, we've kind of had to, I mean, for instance, this Craig Campbell interview was recorded a little bit of time ago and we replayed it here to start 2024. But I think it's still timely and it still hits. Yeah, and we, we have a backlog, you know, there's just been a lot of people, that, you know, whenever they sure. have something coming out or they're doing, they want to stop by, and sometimes we just got to, some people get bumped, some people get backlogged, some people don't get bumped, I mean, you could be an A-lister and get bumped, it's just a matter of timing, so yeah, I, this is a, a great thing, I'm glad that we're part of history, and let's keep <laughs> on going, who needs a vacation? Well, I think we've really tried to prioritize good conversations, and you got that with Craig Campbell. I mean, he is not uh, uh, the hugest star any longer. He's had some hits, but my gosh, what an an open and honest conversation. I mean, he talked about going to on-site for a little bit of mental health uh, ship writing, Um, and then talking about uh, Oliver Anthony quote is what really got me how he kind of wished he would have put his foot down earlier in his career and not taken the money he said he was envious of oliver anthony i thought that was really interesting yeah same and honestly he's like the first person that's actually like honestly answered the oliver anthony question like when he when oliver anthony with the richmond north of richmond song started Mm -hmm. trending you know we tried to sprinkle in a couple questions to a couple country artists and they didn't know how to handle it they really didn't want to answer it or they didn't know about it and craig really jumped in there and um yeah like you said that's an interesting way to negotiate but you probably don't think about that at the time, which is crazier to me that that Oliver Anthony guy thought about that, you know, at a time where he could probably use the money and was still like, nah, uh, you know. I thought the Oliver Anthony topic, I, I learned something from that in that it was maybe we weren't going to get a lot of good answers if we just sort of asked people about Oliver Anthony. But with Craig, you kind of backdoored it a little bit. You gave him an opportunity to talk about Oliver Anthony if he wanted to by asking him about his own career. You know, it was a question stemming from Oliver Anthony's success. And I thought that was maybe a little bit more, um, a little bit of an easier point of entry for an artist. That's interesting. Do you think an artist like Craig Campbell, when he comes to like an outlet to talk about stuff like that, do you think they're more open than they were in their past, you know, in their career when they were uh, peaking? Or do you think they're less open because they just want to get away from it? It seemed like he was more open. 100% more open. And it's part of the reason you stated, but I think it's also because he's um, just older. He's older and he's more mature and he's 
more sure about who he is and, and not as nervous to sort of make those mistakes that a, a young artist is nervous to make. Yeah, and a, a fun fact for uh, everyone, which I learned right before this interview, is that Craig Campbell's publicist's name is Craig Campbell. <laughs> and, and at first, I thought it was like, you know, you know, well, sometimes when I'll, if I have to email someone, I'll be like, you know, representing, you know, this is, blah, blah. but I thought it was maybe like Craig Campbell. I didn't understand what was happening. I, was, I thought it was him acting like, was it wasn't him sending an email and then yeah. come to find out it's and then Billy, you told me that it's two separate people, but I still uh-huh. didn't believe it until I saw Craig Campbell face to face and I got to ask him off the mic. I was like, there really is a publicist named Craig Campbell and it's not you acting upon <laughs> as yourself. That did blew your mind. I mean, there was five minutes of pre-show interview where Evan's just like, "Okay, explain it to me one more time." And Craig got like a flow chart out. He had a short PowerPoint presentation <laughs> he gave to you, just to kind of explain. This is the Craig Campbell publicist, and this is me, not the same person. And I was like, "There's no way this guy is emailing people as himself, but acting like a different Craig Campbell." And I was like, "But then when you think about it, it doesn't really make sense." But that that was interesting to me, and they've been a lot. They've been uh, working together for a while, as I understand. So, very cool, random fun fact that I learned. Craig was in to talk about his uh, album they released in 2023, and we got some great content about about that. I mean, kind of him opening up, and this is kind of goes to what you had asked about being comfortable about talking about things. He admitted he went to a place called Onsite, and he said to quote, "Get his brain right." I'm not 100 percent sure what Onsite is or kind of what that means, so I'm not going to speculate there. But he had a song called "Humans Being Human" from the new album that that kind of leans into that. Um, that that was something maybe he wouldn't have talked about prior to getting that mental health treatment, whatever it was. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. And probably something he wouldn't have mentioned in um, like uh, earlier albums, I guess, in younger days. Yeah. Um, and maybe even, now, some, maybe even something he wouldn't have mentioned early in the interview, you know, you know, kind of had to establish a little bit of comfort before he kind of got to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I appreciated that with him. Like he was very comforting uh, in the interview and he, he, like you said, he was ready to talk like, and you never know when you get an, an artist like that, if they're going to be, you know, closed up or ready to talk. And, you know, I appreciate it. And hopefully his album does really well. Uh, how excited are you about the, the I guess, what sounds like a covers album, but he, it could include some boys to men. I mean, he's got this pop and R&B sort of vibe to him that he's looking to kind of get out there in the next few years. Do you think he'll do it? Do you think he'll actually do it? I, th- I, I don't know, man. I think he was just talking game. I think we'll get some taste of that. I mean, he said okay. he's honest about the song. It costs five to $10,000 a song to cut that. I mean, that blew my mind. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that, you know, and nobody really thinks about that. And then on the back end, they're getting like a third of a third of a penny from Spotify. And all right. that. So it's like, oh, man, is it even worth it? Yeah, I'm not sure how people are recouping. Um but I, I, I guess I had figured that in 2024, with all the new technology and being that Craig is a pretty skilled musician, he can play guitar and piano, he's a really underrated vocalist. Um, I would have thought it would have been he could have cut a song fairly inexpensively. You know, he had to get a studio for a day, 
It'll cost a few hundred, maybe a couple thousand bucks, a couple of players, and you can maybe turn in a whole EP for under ten thousand. I would. That was my thinking, but wow, I, the the, <laughs> the finances of being an artist, a recording artist, are. Whew. Yeah, you would have thought. I I thought he would have had a home studio, or surely he knows somebody. I mean, in this town that you know would jump to to help him out, but. Everybody's yeah. trying to make a dollar, you know. I would have never thought that either. Just a padded room, you know, like a closet uh, with some foam padding to cut those <laughs> but vocals. You, well, then you hear like artists like Kelsey Ballerini who've recorded like songs in her in her bathroom. Right. You know, it's like it's like, do you really even need the studio now? Yeah, I remember during COVID, Justin Moore said he cut the vocals for his new album in his pool house. Yeah, I mean. I feel like we're hearing a lot of that now being released, but I feel like with the technology and especially uh, artificial intelligence and digitalizing and all that, I feel like it uh, it could be done. But maybe an artist like Craig Campbell is comfortable with what he's do with what he's yeah. used to, you know, some pen and paper type stuff. To kind of pivot here, how big of a fan of Nate Smith are you? Yeah, I love Nate to, Smith. On a one he, to ten really, scale, he, are you a ten or a one? Uh, 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 I'm a, I'm a nine. He's, he's yeah. really cool, man. I, <laughs> I, I like him and he's Nate Smith is one of the artists to me that sounds nothing like he sounds on a record when he talks, like when he sings and when he talks totally different. Yeah, I, I agree with you on all of it. I'm a nine or a 10 myself and he's just got an amazing voice, but his energy when you're in the room with him, he, he's so positive and so appreciative of his yeah. success. It's he's almost like Jelly Roll in that how can you not cheer for this guy? He he's been kind of been through the ringer to a lesser extent than Jelly Roll had, but still to some extent, and you touched on it about his house burning down in the interview. Um but now he's just so positive and all about giving it back. It's like, oh my gosh, you just want this guy to win all the awards next year. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta support this guy. I mean, he he came to Nashville, didn't make it, went back home, you know, started being a nurse, house burned down, came back to Nashville. Now he's made it and he's in a relationship. He's he's very, like you said, upbeat and positive. He's he's really cool to talk to. And with every song he's goes number one. Like, isn't it isn't he three for three? I think two for two. Okay. Oh, I know uh, World on Fire, and then what was the other one? That's right. I can't, I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember the name of his uh, his first hit. Uh, I'll think of it here as we're talking. Um, Nate Smith, World on Whiskey on You. That's it. There it is. Okay. So, yeah, two for two. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm making a short list here of artists who have – lost everything and i think there's probably more but so far i've gotten nate smith um i know kaylee hammock lost everything in a fire kylie morgan a new artist she lost everything in a tornado i mean these are artists who at some point in their lives have had total devastation uh, wrecked upon them um i don't know i think it's probably more common than you think people kind of rise up from the ashes and that's maybe part of why they become great yeah, I mean that's what. Yeah, sometimes you need something like that to kind of boost you along. Um, and another thing is that uh, does he qualify as being you know a ten Nashville? They say is a ten year town. You have to be here for ten years to to make it. He hasn't been here for ten years, but he's making it. So is that something that's uh, that he's kind of breaking the mold on? 
Well, how long? Well, how long was he here the first time around? Because he came and left, and yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Has Nate Smith been a CRS new faces yet? I don't think he has. Unless I don't he think he has either. Yeah, he's not in twenty twenty four. Um. All right. Last thing if I got to ask you. Last thing I got to ask you about here is what, what you got against camping. Oh man, camping is not for me. I just don't get it. I I, I only, in, in fairness to camping, I, I only went in summer camp. You know, when I was like twelve. But this is just we, maybe we just weren't prepared. I don't know. It just wasn't for me. I am not into it. I I just. I'm not that scared of like bears and stuff. I'm more scared of mosquitoes. So you had a bug, a lot of bugs. Yeah, we had bugs, and I remember all we had was one package of Wonder Bread and like the the uh, marshmallow mix, the schmear, and uh, some no, s'mores. <laughs> you know, and then we couldn't find where we had parked because we had to park and then hike, and then I was a little chubby, and I did. It's just nothing about it. Seems to be like something I, I mean, maybe if I was like a millionaire and had all the stuff, you know, and could really get out there, set up shop, have my Blackstone, a smoker, make some food. Yeah, but, uh, you know, going to the neighborhood campsite and pitching a tent is just not for me. <laughs> I'll say this as someone who really enjoys camping. It is a tremendous amount of work to enjoy something you could enjoy at home. Yeah, that's that's what I don't get. I mean, I yeah. I mean, you can camp out in your backyard. Like, yeah. What what am I missing? That is it. Is it the the thrill of not knowing what's gonna happen when you sleep? Like, if if you're gonna get invaded by animals or like, I just I don't understand. I don't get it. All right, we'll see you out there. Nate Smith, by the way, a CRS new face in 2023. So he has been uh, new faces. There it is. And I think he's going to, I don't know, I think he's going to end up having a little streak of his own number one songs. Uh, I agree. A la Luke Combs. Yep, I agree. I think this is going to be a good year for him. Yeah, yeah. And he's going on tour with Morgan Wallen, and Lord knows anybody that goes on tour with Morgan Wallen is, has made it. I want those stories in a year. I want, to, I want some Nate Smith, Morgan Wallen stories. Yeah, because we're not getting them from Morgan. He's <laughs> not. not talking to anybody. Yeah. <laughs>